I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Football season quickly approaching. Is Patrick Mahomes in the driver's seat for MVP? Comma, we asked way too early. Speaking of GOAT quarterbacks... Who's already talking Super Bowls for Mac Jones other than Kevin Wilds and Kevin Wilds' family and Kevin Wilds' close friends and all of his kids? And quite the start to Summer League for number two pick Chet Holmgren last night. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to First Things First. Somebody's feeling it. Somebody's in his bag, as Chris Broussard would say. He's so happy. Summer League. Only uh, yeah, it's Summer League. You know why they call it Summer League? Because oh, he's going in his pocket. He's ready to go. He barely played. Ready to go, buddy. Three minutes. Who knows so what's going to happen? Oh. oh, but what a line in those 20-some-odd minutes. What a line. We're going to get to that in a second. So, while the NBA world was obviously watching Chet Holmgren's Summer League debut, a sensational one at that, our very own Chris Broussard was doing Big J journalist stuff, as our guy Nick likes to say, trying to figure out what in the what is going on with KD and Kyrie Broussard working the phones, hitting the pavement. You made some calls yesterday around the league. All right, Chris Broussard, fill us in. What'd you learn? Jenna, I came away thinking that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will be in Brooklyn next season. Now, I wasn't told that definitively. I wasn't told the Nets are not trading these guys. The Nets will not trade these guys. In fact, they are open to trading them. But when I'm told what they're looking to get, who's available on the market, and the fact that unlike Nick Wright, the Nets understand they have all of the leverage. Not a little bit, not most. Oh, you're still, all oh, you're st- of the leverage over Kyrie Irving and that. Kevin Durant. That I yeah. believe it with all my heart, young man. And and oh, the, I, all of that combined, Jenna, leads me to believe that the chances are best that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving start the season with the Brooklyn Nets. First of all, What the Nets are looking for is an absolute haul. And they're not going to settle for anything less. Okay? Especially in light of what Utah got for Rudy Gobert. What, five players, five first-round picks? All right, so they want a number of first-round picks. They want a young star or two. (laughs) And if they don't get that, they're not moving Kevin Durant. And their feeling, Nick, is that Kevin Durant loves basketball so much, which he does, that he will not Mm -hmm. sit out his age 34 season a la Ben Simmons, okay? And then you look at this list. We've we've seen it before, Nick, but it's worth looking at again. Look at the list of guys that can't be traded to the Nets as long as Ben Simmons is on the floor. The Nets would want half of those guys at least. Almost all those guys would be guys the Nets would want if they were to deal Kevin Durant. 
and none of them are available to them as long as Ben Simmons is on the roster, and he's untradeable. So bam, out of Bayou, that almost takes Miami out. Uh, Andrew Wiggins may take Golden State out. Um, you see, the Donovan, uh, yeah. Devin Booker could take Phoenix out. So, Nick, I think all and, – and the other thing about the Nets, Nick, is they are building, and yeah. you see it, they don't want to bottom out. They're building a roster that obviously they added T.J. Warren yesterday. They got Royce O'Neal. Obviously, they feel like it's great around their three stars, Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons. But even without yeah, those guys, they feel like it's a decent roster. And so they're not trying to yeah, do what Utah may what end up doing. doing and bottom out. Well, because they So, can. Nick, the, yeah. the, I believe no, they, they could. They could trade. Here's the last thing I got to say before you go. I'm told yeah. I don't believe they have any interest in Russell Westbrook, even as a salary dump, because Kyrie Irving could end up being a salary dump if they yeah, want to go they that keep route. keep telling people that. So the Lakers will have to find a three or four-team deal. They'll have to find a three or four-team yeah. deal to get this done and get Kyrie Irving to the Lakers, okay. and that's going to be tough to do. Okay, so listen, when I said they can't bottom out, it's because they don't have their own picks. They are, they are reverse incentivized to bottom out. Utah is incentivized to bottom out. They are not. So when I look at TJ Warren and Royce O'Neal, I don't look at a team that's trying to surround Kevin Durant with other forwards. I look at a team that's trying to replace Kevin Durant's minutes as he was the only true forward on the roster. So I am not doubting 1% that you are reporting accurately exactly what you're hearing. I am very curious about why there seem to be voices throughout the NBA, not media, but NBA decision makers, that really, really want the world to know, oh, yeah, we will hold the line. And in fact, when it comes to Kyrie Irving, uh, there's a lot of teams interested. No, there's not. I mean, I can tell you right now, somebody was whispering in a lot of people's ears, Philly was interested in Kyrie Irving. Philly from the moment Philly once upon a time was interested in Kyrie Irving back when they were trying to trade Ben Simmons. But from the moment James Harden got there, maybe it's coincidental, maybe it's not, who knows. Uh, they seem to cool quite a bit on Kyrie Irving interest. In fact, they have none. Yet, it was reported they had talks about it. And now, you, you brew, right. and I would, I'm hearing it in other places, as well, you know, not that I would need to confirm Bruce reporting, but I heard it similar things. Oh, we'll start the year with Kevin Durant. You know what I haven't heard yet? And Brew, tell me if this is what you think is going to happen. We will end the year with Kevin Durant. I know that they are saying we'll go to training camp. We'll keep. We'll keep going. Do they? Are they? Do they think? <laughs> Why well, no, wouldn't well, they? No, though, we've said really like. Because, if they start the uh -huh. year with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and they play yeah. well, yeah. if Ben Simmons, and there's some ifs, but Kyrie Irving and you, yeah. you don't seem to understand this. Kyrie Irving, you say it, nobody wants him except the desperate Lakers. Yeah. He, if he comes yeah. out and doesn't show up, doesn't play hard, doesn't play well, takes hiatuses, you think he's going to have a market next summer as a free agent? He's got to play no, well. He's got to rehabilitate one. his image. Okay. So why okay. wouldn't they Again, end, end the season if it's going well with those guys? 
Okay, so first of all, I don't think they're getting to the season with these guys. But I do think if they are, do get to the season, they're not getting to the trade deadline with them. But I, I, let's, here's what I think. I think it's a leverage play. I think when it comes to Kyrie Irving, you, you said what I don't understand. I'm going to say something that I say respectfully. I'm not, I, I think the general public seems to miss with Kyrie Irving. Please stop assigning logical decision making to someone who has consistently exhibited illogical behavior. I understand it is hard to sketch out a decision tree of this man, but the fact of the matter is it's like, well, here's what would be in Kyrie's best interest. Obviously, he's going to do that. I have no reason to believe that. And Wilds, here's what I would, you want me to believe that the Nets might hold the line? What has prevented them from saying, Guess what? We are not trading Kevin Durant. He's under contract. He's one of the best players in basketball. We're not trading him. Joe Sy's phone break? Sean Marks has held a press conference. So the reason I believe they're trading him is because they are having talks with teams. It's not very often you have a guy that's an MVP candidate, you're in discussions with teams, and then it's like, you know what? He wanted out, and we were shopping him and looking for the best offer. Now instead, see you in October. Coach Nash has gassers for you guys to run. I just think they are trying to get the best available deal, which they should, but I don't think that Kevin Durant – listen, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm incentivized for them to hold on to both of them, Uh, (laughs) but I I don't think it's happening. Okay, so here's why I believe that Kyrie and KD might be on the Nets the beginning of the season. And I think the Nets believe it too, Broussard. Because there's one puzzle piece in this puzzle of the Brooklyn Nets that just doesn't make any sense. It's like if you were doing a puzzle of marine life, and you're like, huh, this piece looks like it's from the Eiffel Tower. It doesn't make any sense and doesn't necessarily belong here. And that piece is Steve Nash. Now, if the Brooklyn Nets were serious about, you know what, we need to start over. We need to pivot. What's the first thing that you do? You don't get rid of your superstar players. You get rid of the coach. That's what Charlotte did. That's what Sacramento did. That's what the Lakers did. And Utah, they didn't get rid of the coach, but it was a mutually agreed upon decision for Quinn Snyder to go because he saw the rebuilding writing on the wall. And when they got all those picks, he realized, you know what? This is a fundamentally different team. I'm not the guy to coach. But Steve Nash is still there because why? Surprise, surprise. He's the coach that Kevin Durant wants. So if the Nets were serious about pivoting, about starting over, about starting a rebuild, then why would Steve Nash still be there? It makes no sense. He would start with the coach. He would start with the coach early just like Charlotte did. So, and I'm sure they could get rid of them later down the road, but that doesn't make, that just is not how the timeline usually works. So I will think that the Nets are serious about pivoting when they move on from their coach that was handpicked by their superstar. And until that happens, I think, you know what? Steve Nash is still there. KD's still there. Kyrie is still there. I believe you, Broussard. I, I'm, I'm in your camp that the Nets start the season with KD. Maybe Kyrie. Go go ahead, Nick. You 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 you're champion at the bit. No, go ahead. I just, uh, the, first of all, I want to want to make clear. I believe Brew uh, on what he's reporting. No, I, I disagree I with yeah. his conclusion right. on it. I want to make that clear. But the other thing I want to say is to answer Wild's question, Brew. Tell me if you agree with me on this. Though it, it's it, they didn't want to rebuild. 
They didn't want to tear it down. They got hit with a curveball when Kevin Durant asked for a trade the day of free agency. That was, it, it would, it, firing Steve Nash right now, to me, would not make sense. They clearly thought he had done a decent job. Frank Vogel got fired immediately. Charlotte's coach got fired immediately, and then they brought back their old coach. Like, Quinn Snyder, it, we, the moment that season ended, we were talking, is Quinn Snyder leaving? He's like, I'm going to take a month to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then Danny let him know we're setting the whole thing on, you know, moving the whole thing, you know, five years down the road. So be it. Firing Steve Nash right now, to me, wouldn't make sense. And if I'm Steve Nash, I'd be like, what did I do to get fired all of a sudden? I was safe until Kevin Durant <laughs> asked for a trade. And so, like, the, the and so that's why I, 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 I'm not looking at them not firing Steve Nash, Brew, as a, as evidence that they're keeping Kevin Durant. Well, I, I can't believe you fixed your mouth to say Steve Nash is saying, what did I do? I think you've got a list of 37 things uh, that Nash what I did think or he did, did not do to deserve not to get what fired. Steve Nash All thinks right, he but, did. Yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, Nick. You seem to think just because Kevin Durant asked for a trade, that gives him leverage. Didn't Kobe Bryant ask yes. for a trade once from the Lakers? And then they went on to win two yeah, more championships era. with the Lakers? Yeah, pre Just the because you asked yeah. doesn't mean... No, I don't care. Pre-decision, whatever. All right, they don't have to trade him. Yeah, different And I'm thinking they won't. Okay. Okay. Well, as of this morning, all part of the Brooklyn Nets along with Steve. How are you? Uh, let us talk... Chet's debut last night. Chet is the number two pick. Looking like a future all-star. Guess who says yes, Kevin Wilds? Guess who says yes? Find out next first things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. First things first, Kevin Wilds, your guy, making a summer league debut last night, and he was sensational. 
Number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren on center stage for all the world to wonder whether he should have gone number one overall. 23.7 boards, four assists, six blocks. Six blocks, all oh. in 24 minutes. Oh, and the bravado, my friends. It's still there. Take a listen. A new summer league record for blocks. We talked about your competitive spirit. Only six. That's, He's, a, record? He, that's a record. Oh, well, I'm coming to break it again. Hello. Okay. Hello. That's just, oh, hang on. Told you. Just settle down for a second. Wait for your actual debut. Like, just dial it back. Uh, Wilds, Chet's big debut, something or nothing, although I can guess where you're going. Something or nothing. It's something times I 10. I know. But rather than gloat, I actually owe Chet an apology. I am sorry, Chet. Granted, I believed in you and wanted you to go number one, but I have to check the tape. I said you were going to average 22, seven, <laughs> and three blocks, and you went for 23, seven, and six blocks. I apologize, Chet. I didn't know you were gonna be this good <laughs> this quickly. And Broussard, you know what the naysayers will say. First, he was too thin, and he would get out there on an NBA court, and his femurs would just snap in half. Oh, he's too skinny, Wilds. He won't be able to hang. Well, that's not true. So you know what it is now? It's just summer league. Ah, it's just well, summer league. Let's not even count it. Let, let's not even play the games <laughs> if it's just summer league. But here's the retort to that, because I know what's brewing inside you, bro. You're, you're bubbling up with a it's just summer league. Slow down. Facts over feelings. Wilds. I get it. What <laughs> did you want to see? He played 23 minutes. Where is the bar of, you know what? That was really impressive. Because if the guy scored 50 points, we could always, oh, it's just summer league. There has to be some bar of impressiveness yeah. where the it's just summer league yeah. argument goes away. And guess what? We crossed it last night because he only played 23 minutes. If, can we show his stats? His per 36? Do we have that? Ooh. Per 36. 35? I'm going to round that up. Those are be his NBA Who are you numbers. okay if I round that up? 35, 11, 6, 9 blocks and 2 steals. Okay. Rounding up for Chet. So I'm feeling good. Frisky Thunder, watch out. Coming for that play-in. Okay. Maybe an 8 seed, Broussard. I'm feeling good. Not too early. Okay. Right on time. Wow, we're really Listen, jumping forward. I, I want to make this clear. I am rooting for Chet. The more I read about him and his family over this you summer. Say that. I I had I no, I, I'm I'm not just saying it. I don't lie to the audience, Brew. I am desperately to my own detriment honest with the audience. <laughs> I want Chet to do well. I like him as a person. And unlike, I saw Jenna's little shade she was throwing there. You know me. I like the swagger. I like the jewelry on draft day. And I like him saying, oh, I'm going to break the record the next time around. My concerns about him, however, remain even though he played very well yesterday. And here's the problem, the Wilds. It's not only that it, it's summerly. It's that this was actually barely summerly. Because while the Thunder were playing, they're basically, well, 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 I'm going to prove it While the Thunder were, well, yeah, real summer leagues in Vegas, if you ask me. (laughs) But set that aside. While the the Thunder were playing, their their 
NBA rotation, except for Dort and SGA, essentially. Can we show you who the Jazz were playing? Because something is going to jump off the screen. What do all of those men, other than Jared Butler, have in common? (laughs) None of them were drafted. Not this year, not any year. So the Jazz, it's not just that it was Summer League. You Sometimes Summer League brew, it's like, oh, these guys are our draft picks. These guys were our fringe rotation players last year. Not true. It, it's Taco Fall, who's had a couple cups of coffee, eight other undrafted guys, and Jared Butler, who was the 40th <laughs> pick last year. So, yeah, I, brew, I do think Chet played about as well as he could have yesterday. I also don't think we can take literally anything from it. This was a worse team than the majority of the college teams he faced in the NCAA tournament. Well, what do you mean, right. Wilds? Why um, are we here? First of all, I, I I think you shocked Wilds, Nick, with that none of these guys were drafted. So I, I think he's recalibrating yeah. his thoughts on that one. Yeah. But look, not, I am yeah. the wise elder statesman on this show. You guys know that. I've covered more than a dozen summer leagues, Wilds. I've seen guys who went on to be superstars play like garbage in the summer league. All right. I've seen guys who went on to be bust or role players look like stars in the summer league. Heck, I I saw Jalen Brunson's dad, Rick, who was a journeyman in the NBA, rarely got off the bench, look like Jason Kidd in summer league. No lie. All right. So I have learned to temper my enthusiasm and not overreact to what I see in the summer league. So that said. What? Yes! Let's go! It's a Let's big go. deal! Yes, I'm go. with you, Wilds! Let's go! I am all That's what in! what I'm talking about! Nick, you better jump on the bandwagon! This boy <laughs> is bad! Nick, this boy is bad! He did everything last night! He showed the three-point he range! He showed the handle! He showed the court vision! The passing ability! The rebounding! Obviously, the shot blocking! And you, he's thin. That was your only knock on him. But he is tough. That's it. And he's been in that thin body his whole life. And he's been playing against bigger guys. Yeah, these guys aren't NBA caliber. But he was battling guys who were much bigger in terms of their girth and things like that. He blocked Taco Fall shot. Oh, Taco Fall is 7'6". Taco Fall. Yeah, but he's Taco Fall. Uh, has anybody ever blocked Taco Fall shot? He's seven six. All never right, no, because he's he not never. allowed to play. Nick, check the stats. No, because he doesn't get to take I, shots. I'm wild. He's, he's not on the I'm court. I'm with you, Wilds. I'm with you, Wilds. Let's go. The, Nick, Ooh. he's tough. Okay, he's tough. What a day. Listen, he, I hope, he couldn't have done anything listen. more. I like the I Thunder fans. Okay, I, I like their I, I question. Your hope. No, I, I'm. I'm, I'm fine with it. I hope he ends up being good. My point is, he played in a good. game that it truly, good. that Jazz team would have also lost in the NCAA tournament like his number one seeded Gonzaga team did. <laughs> like Arkansas also would have beat oh. that Jazz team last night. So I'm not, I'm not drawing any conclusions. You know what? Wilds, just take your win. Take your win. We're going to go from your guy Chet Buddy to your guy Mac Jones. Does he have Super Bowls, plural, in his future? We'll tell you who thinks so. Next, first things first. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. we got to run the no huddle so sure. quickly <laughs> so we forget the last 20 seconds of television. What is in store for Wilds' baby goat Mac Jones in year two? Wilds will tell you only good things. The baby goat? Former quarterback Robert Griffin III will tell you only bling things, as in he's primed to win a ring. He tweeted this yesterday. Robert Griffin, that is. Mac Jones is most likely to win a ring first of the rookie quarterbacks who played serious time last year. Belichick and the Patriots are defensive masterminds, outcoach other teams, and Mac attack will stretch the field more after last year as his confidence on roll tide levels. While you agree, Wild, do you agree mm. with the RG3 that Mac will be the first 2021 quarterback to win a ring? Obviously, uh, obviously yes, Jenna. And here's the biggest thing that I think people need to let go. The Mac Jones haters need to let go. When Mac Jones went undefeated and set completion records in Alabama, people were looking around for a reason to rip him. It's like, oh, he is a winner. He does have a good arm. He's not super mobile, but then again, neither is Tom Brady. Oh, in the Super Bowl, we saw Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. Neither of those guys are super mobile. What could we say? What could we say? What could we say? Oh, I got it. Low ceiling. Ah, yes. I saw it being John Malkovich. It's that low ceiling. Yeah, that, that'll be the knock on Mac Jones that I'll use. So when he goes to the playoffs as a rookie, everyone's hanging on. Low ceiling. Well, I got bad news for you. Mac Jones doesn't have a low ceiling. He was great in his rookie year. And guess what? He just got a lot better. I'm going to show you three videos of Mac in the offseason. They all feature a gray t-shirt, which I'm probably going to buy. First one. Oh, he's working out. Jenna, I- I'm more of a conventional weights guy, but I get this is like a core thing. I like that it's real weights and he's not on a balance ball. Enough with the balance balls, everybody. And then let's look at the fruits of your labor, Mac Jones. If you look on Sophie Scott 9, Mac Jones' girlfriend, I mean, is this photoshopped? Look at this guy, and look how sweaty it is. It almost looks like a design. It looks amazing. Little chisel. And then how does that play out on the field, Broussard? Let's take a look at this. And if you've got glasses at home, you might need to put them on because you won't be able to follow how far this ball tracks. So do I think that Mac Jones is going to be much better this year? I do. His body got better. Just landed. His long ball got better. And his confidence got better. And that gray t-shirt's looking great. Between the red throwbacks and that gray t-shirt, old KW's going to be decked out in Foxborough this year. So, yeah, I'm feeling confident, bro. Okay. I'm going to... Well, the... Listen, I... I'm just going to jump in real quick. No, it's fine. Wilds Wilds is very... He he gets flustered by seeing NFL players lifting weights and throwing footballs in the offseason. It's so... uh, You know what I mean? Wow. All these other guys just eating Fritos and playing badminton. Mac Jones has the unique idea of I'm going to lift some weights and throw some passes. But um, listen, even if Wilds (laughs) is right, which he's obviously not, 
that Mac Jones has this elite ceiling. The problem is, and the reason, now listen, RG3 is something of an expert of a quarterback having an excellent rookie season and that being the pinnacle of their career. So maybe I should listen to him. However, my opinion on this is quite simple. We know that in today's NFL, if you're not, if your team doesn't have the best quarterback in its division, you flatly don't win the Super Bowl. Why? Well, because you're going to be on the road in the playoffs. You're never going to have the bye. You're going to be having the toughest path imaginable. In the last decade, one time, a quarterback who wasn't the best quarterback in their own division won a Super Bowl, and that quarterback was Peyton Manning. So I almost crossed that one out. And is Mac Jones ever going to be better than Josh Allen? No. Is Mac Jones going to be better than Zach Wilson in a couple of years? I'm not certain. So right now, if I had to bet on any of the rookie quarterbacks from that class being the first to win a Super Bowl, I'd probably go with Trey Lance because I believe what they're doing in San Francisco is almost quarterback independent as proven by Jimmy Garoppolo. And the other question I would have for Patriot Nation is, nobody thinks you're winning the Super Bowl in the next couple of years. So this is a long-term play. Brew, Belichick just turned 70. What's the succession plan out there? What's the plan for post-Belichick? Because that's the only reason that the Patriots still make these shows is because Belichick is still there, so they still have the shine of when they were a really good team as opposed to an also-ran with an also-ran-ish quarterback. So I'm just curious, also, unless the, the playoffs, succession plan is... So who, hand, we don't talk about it, playoff teams Half on the, show? the league makes the playoffs, buddy. Half, I, I don't know. Okay. When's the last time we talked about the Eagles? They also, when's the last time we do, they also made the playoffs and got embarrassed in round one. When's the last time we talked about them, buddy? We don't talk about all the playoff teams on the show. So no, we don't. And so I, like, I just, no, I don't think the Patriots are winning any Super Bowls with Mac Jones. No. Wilds, I'm not going to be as mean as Nick was just then, um, but I, I, I got bad news for you. I don't think Belichick's winning another Super Bowl. That's the only reason to think that Mac Jones is going to be the answer to this question. He's played nine or coached nine years without Tom Brady. He's made the playoffs twice. All right. That, that, I don't think he's winning another Super Bowl. He's still the GOAT coach and all that. But I I like Mac a little bit. Not as much as you, but I like him more than Nick. That's for darn sure. But I have to agree with Nick, and I'm going to go Trey Lance. And here's why. Because, look, Nick likes to paint me as this big, huge Jimmy Garoppolo fan. All right, because I say that he's one of the seven winningest quarterbacks of all time. That is not about fandom. It's not about love for Jimmy G. It's about an unwavering commitment to truth and objectivity. That's what it is. And that's all it is. All right. I understand Jimmy G is not great, but he wins. And so if Trey Lance has any bit of dynamite in his game, right? Anything, I think he got a little bit of dynamite, maybe. Then they are going to be a very good team. And I would go with the Niners over your Patriots. I'm sorry to break it to you, Wiles, but I think your days of winning Super Bowls in New England are over. Of course they are. You don't have to take that. He doesn't think so. Hey, can we, yes, um, he does. Can we file this next story under jumping way ahead? Who's going to win MVP this season? Could it be Mac Jones? Probably not. Our friends at Fox Bet have Patrick Mahomes as the favorite over guys like Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Justin Herbert. Now, Nick, I get Rodgers in third after losing Devontae, but 
Mahomes lost Tyreek. You surprised it doesn't change his MVP odds? Oh, I'm shocked, and I'll go very fast here. I'll throw it right to Kevin Wilds because I was told, Wilds, that only someone from Kansas City who wears Chiefs-colored glasses could possibly believe the Chiefs might still be pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, MVP odds, Mahomes is number one. Well, that's MVP. What about Super Bowl odds? Chiefs in third. The AFC West favorites with Mr. Very Limited, plus what they did in, in, in with the Chargers, adding, adding Khalil Mack and others, and, and of course the, the Raiders. Wait, the Chiefs are the favorites there. Wait, the best odds to win 10 plus games. Chiefs have third best odds. So, Wilds, listen, you're the gambling expert on the show. Is ever, are all the bookmakers yeah. also from Kansas City? Or maybe have you slightly well. <laughs> overstated the demise of the team with the best quarterback in the conference and the best coach in the conference? I'm just curious. I just... So, I also have an unwavering commitment to facts and objectivity. And I just want to say... No, you don't. There is a scene in You're Casino where Robert De Niro's character and Joe Pesci's character has to send all that money back to where... Kansas City, that little deli. I'm just saying, if you want to put it out there, wow. if you watch Casino, I'm there is it a significant Kansas City scene. I'm just wow. saying. I'm, it's just, it's in the movie. Wow. It is in the movie. Wow. I don't care about the odds. I, Bro. I don't. I actually think. I actually agree with this. I, I like to. I would like to needle you. But sure, wow. I think they're going to lean on uh, Patrick Mahomes a little bit more. And there was an element of your offense that was starting to be figured out when it's just it was Tyreek, little Tyreek dependent. So I'm not mad at this as much as I would like to needle you. I, I actually somewhat agree with it. Don't tell anybody. I, I'm looking at Nick's face. I don't think he likes that you agree, but. I, I'm gonna make it a hat no, trick. That's not what I'm I agree about. too. And Nick, I, I think that a lot of some people still say Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I think so. But I would say he's not kind of viewed as the hotness that he was a few years ago. So when he comes out this season and puts up huge numbers, I think they'll be celebrated even more. That's right. It won't be just, a oh, this is MVP. what Mahomes does, right? Well, no, yep. the narrative's going to help. The numbers have to be there. But if his numbers are great, I think it'll be celebrated more. And then, oh, Tyreek's not there? And look at his numbers. We, we've seen his graphic before, guys. But his numbers without Tyreek, I know it's only five games, but higher yards per game, higher TD to interception ratio than normally. Passer rating is close to what his normal is, 105. So I think yeah, Mahomes is no going to be what. fine, and I do agree that I think he's he would be a favorite to win the uh, MVP. Yeah, I, listen, I, just so you know, Brew, my face was not like that because Wilds agreed with me. My face was like that because as an Italian-American son of a union leader from Kansas City, I was deeply wounded and offended by Wilds' you know, allegations. We've left the mob ties well in our oh, past, yeah, my I'm friend. So, I'm talking about That's movie from review. 60 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. You're not just alleging, you know, some mob ties in, in my hometown. It has nothing to do with, you know, it, it, that's fine. That's fine, Wilds. I hope, oh, man. I think Wilds just got canceled, America. I'm just letting you know. Wow. No, we Can't believe he did that. <laughs> canceled. I'm going to watch that movie today, and I will be the judge if he's canceled out. or not. Okay. Uh, You've never seen Casino, Jenna? to a little NBA.
No, because Nick said I wouldn't like it, that it's not all about gambling. He said there were other things, themes that I wouldn't like, so I skipped it. But I'm not skipping it today. Yeah. Uh, could okay. KD and Kyrie really stay put in Brooklyn? We'll, uh, we'll tell you next, first things first. Saturday, baseball night in America on Fox. Oh, how about this one? Little Yankee socks, Kevin Wilds. We could watch that on FaceTime. So we're watching, but we're also on FaceTime talking about it at the same time. Or Giants Padres. Perfect. Depends where you are. All starts 7 Eastern, only on Fox. No, you know my anti-FaceTime for adults policy. I don't buy into it. You are now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates with none of the bull. We're talking the Brooklyn Nets and the huge to-do list they have this summer, like what to do with KD and what to do with Kyrie. Turns out maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe it's what not to do. Chris Broussard speaking to league sources, getting some insight into Brooklyn's plans. Broussard, lay it out for us. What are you hearing? Well, Jen, after making some calls yesterday, I came away thinking that the likely scenario is that KD and Kyrie start the season in Brooklyn. Now, I'm not, that's not definitive. Uh, nobody told me they're not trying to trade those guys. They're going to keep them. Um, in fact, they're open to trading both of them. But, Nick, they want so much, and I think rightly so. I think they understand the landscape very well, and it is this. Number one, they want a haul for Kevin Durant, as they should. But they looked at what Utah got for yeah. Rudy Gobert, five first-round picks. They want that and then some. And then they want a young star and maybe two. Okay, so they want a ton for Kevin Durant, as they should. And then you look at the market, Nick. You know this. We've seen it before, but it's worth seeing again. These are the players the young stars that they cannot make get in a trade as long as Ben Simmons on the roster. Bam out of Bayou. So KD wants to go to Miami. I think the Nets would want Bam. Uh, he wants to go to Phoenix. Yep. I think the uh, Nets would want Booker. Now, I know the Suns wouldn't give up yep. Booker, but that's what the Nets would want. They would want practically all of these guys. All right? And so that yep. makes it a little more difficult. Then you factor in Durant's age. And I'm not saying people don't want him. They definitely want him. They know he's great. But teams are also saying, you know, 34 years old in September, uh, 15 years, only played 90 games the last three seasons. You saw Minnesota wouldn't even give up Carl Anthony Towns for him, who actually was on yeah, that they, list. They, they, so I think that teams are looking yeah. at that as well. And then you look at the fact that they understand, unlike you, Nick, I, I can't under I can't believe you don't understand this. They have all the leverage. They have absolutely all of the leverage. Kevin Durant's locked up for four years, okay? I, I know he's a superstar. He is. But he's locked in the contract mean? for four years. And the feeling, unless you think, here's what I'll give you. Unless you think Kevin Durant is going to quit on the Nets like James Harden did. No, he's not going to Or he's to. going to sit out like Ben Simmons did. Why in the world should they either. rush into a trade or a bad trade? Now, if Toronto's willing to give up Scotty Barnes, maybe, right? If, 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 you know, do they like Golden State? They can't even get Andrew Wiggins from Golden State. So there oh, are yeah. possibilities out there. But I think, Nick, okay. looking at this and looking at the fact that the Nets are building a team to play with 
KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons. And let's not forget, Kyrie hasn't even requested a trade. Okay? I know he's done the social media flying out of a cage and all that stuff. They gave him permission to look for a sign-in trade. They literally but he did signed that. the they deal. He signed the op. Yeah, he picked he up the option. He signed the opt-in. He's picked up his option and said, see you in the fall. And I think there's a good chance the yeah. Nets will say, yeah, see you and KD in the fall. Because okay. I don't believe they want Russell Westbrook. I don't, they're not bottoming out. And the only reason to take Russell Westbrook is if you're ready to bottom out, right? And use him as a salary right. dump next season. They could do that with Kyrie Irving. So I I think it's going to be difficult. Three or four team deals need to be made for this to get done. I actually, all right. So I disagree with you on the Russ point. And I actually don't, I don't, I think you disagree with you on the Russ point. I think that you agree with me that Russell Westbrook is actually still a useful player on a team that isn't trying to win at any high level, but is trying to avoid bottoming out. A team that Russell Westbrook, if he's allowed to go full Russ, similar to what he did in Washington, can actually still be useful. I disagree with you that you signed Royce O'Neal and TJ Warren or traded for Royce O'Neal, signed TJ Warren to play alongside Kevin Durant. I think you signed him because you're like, when we trade Kevin Durant, Backups. we're going to need forwards. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that. I think they said we're going to need to fill out the roster. Haven't you said all season? They got no forwards. They got one forward. What kind of roster is this? They got Kevin Durant. That's it. You, you said that time and time again. Yes, I have. And I, which is why when they're going to trade their one forward, they sure as hell better make sure they sign other ones. Yes. That is what I have said. And yes, I still believe it. Now, the Minnesota thing it does throw a wrench in any big player trade. However, hey, listen, it, you, me, and Jenna don't hang with like the the true upper upper crust of America. But I have learned that Wilds might have a few billionaire friends. I won't name names, but I had no idea. I was like, man, Wilds just hangs out with the, just kingmakers. If one, if Wilds and his buddies are like, hey, anniversary Valentine's Day is coming up. They go around the table. What are you getting the wife? What are you getting the wife? And one of them's like, oh, crazy thing. Bought her an island. It's not then that everyone's like, oh, well, what are we going to do now? Like that one guy has skewed the pool. That's the Minnesota trade. The five players and five first round picks for a fringe all-star skews the pool. And it's like, oh, okay. What, what is everyone else doing? So I do under, I do understand why that could affect the marketplace temporarily, but then we will get back to a more of a normal state. Because if, if, if everybody is judged on the Gobert standard, then no excellent player is going to be able to be traded because you can't trade eight first round picks and eight players. Wilds. This very, Brew keeps saying Duran is locked up. No, he's not. He's under contract. And that's not the same as locked up. Guys under contract in this league get traded all the time. In fact, what, it's just, in fact, you can only trade players who are under contract. So what do we mean by locked up? It means we can make you stay here. And all I'm saying, and I've been saying it all along, is I will believe it when I see it. When a guy, the caliber of Kevin Durant, doesn't get exactly what he wants, then I'll start to believe the NBA has changed course. But every time a guy, the caliber of Kevin Durant, there are not many, wants something, you know what teams do? They give it to him. 
Maybe you say they shouldn't. Not you, the generic you. Maybe it's bad for the league. Maybe the league needs to have a resetting. Maybe David Stern wouldn't allow this. But in 2022, this is how the world works. And you know who knows it? The Brooklyn Nets, who the moment he said, I'd like to be traded, they said, okay, we'll start shopping you. Well, the, the idea that the Nets aren't going to trade him, when he asked for a trade, and they are currently listening to trade offers, like, of course they're going to trade him. Of, and this is a leverage play to get the best trade possible. That's what I believe. Okay. Okay. At the same time, Kevin Durant is under contract. And if I'm, say, James Jones, the GM of the Phoenix Suns, Broussard, and I give up my entire future, say, you know what? Chris Paul's window is shrinking down into a sliver. Let's try to win it right now. And let's have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and no future. I would take a breath on my first meeting with Kevin Durant, once Kevin Durant's signing his contract and he's, you know, holding, oh, it says Durant, you know, sons, everyone's excited. Like, hey, we gave up our entire future. You are going to stay here, right? You're not just going to pull the same thing that just happened to the Brooklyn Nets on me, are you? I think that skews the trade pool where you, if, if I sign a guy to a big deal, Broussard, and all of a sudden, the deal's worth nothing, and then my future is stuck, and I'm in the same spot as Sean Marks. I think that complicates matters. Well, it, it most definitely does, because it, it kind of takes out the bad teams, right? Because, you know, Nick, we've talked about this. There's some thinking, hey, you can send yeah. Durant anywhere. And theoretically, they could, but like you said, it. a bad team may say, in a year, he's going to want out, if not before. And so that, yep. and then you look at the good teams, like we've talked about Phoenix and, and Miami. Do they really have a ton to give the Nets for Kevin Durant? They, they want to keep their core so they can add Durant to it and win a championship. And so that's a problem. And so these teams, and they can do it, but it's hard to find great three and four teams deals that satisfy all of the parties. So that's all that's I'm right. saying is, I think the likeliest thing is these two start the season in Brooklyn. Not ruling out a trade, but I think that's likeliest, Nick. Yeah, I don't. I think Kyrie's a Laker, and I think Kevin Durant's team's to be determined. And I think the moment we knew that was the moment those two guys wanted it. I just think that's today's NBA. So we'll see. I think, I think that Brooklyn, though, well, hey, they got they Royce O'Neal. They may not end there. They got Royce O'Neal, baby. Much more on undisputed. See you tomorrow.